Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you as always. We thank you very much for stopping by for this episode of Territory Talk, wherever you're tuned in, however you're tuned in, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, floridapanthers.com slash territory talk, wherever you're tuned in, we thank you very much for listening as we are further along in the offseason. We just passed another one of those benchmark dates in the offseason, and that was the start of NHL free agency. Of course, the draft is in the rear view, and now free agency is in the rear view. Development camp upcoming. Keep checking floridapanthers.com for all the information as far as that's concerned and training camp and everything like that down the road. But right now, the focus of the whole hockey world, Jameson, on free agency and the Panthers they were busy so as we preview what we've got to come here on this episode we're going to be talking a lot of Panthers free agency I know there was noise made across the rest of the Atlantic division Toronto was busy uh, you look down the rest of the division uh, Tampa Bay did some retooling and Boston was busy and uh, the Ottawa Senators made some headlines there were a lot of different things and we're going to have an Atlantic division preview down the road on we territory talk so we're not going to get too much into that but uh, I think if you if you look at it, Jameson, you could almost say that the Florida Panthers were responsible for Toronto and Carolina both going to July 1st saying we need to tweak a few things because the way those playoff series went, when you're close, but you're not close enough, you might go and do a little bit of retooling. And we saw a lot of those heavy hitters in the Eastern Conference. The Panthers certainly in that group doing a good job picking up some key guys. We're going to go through that list in a moment. Yep. But Jameson, overall, what were your big takeaways from July 1st? For the league? Like as a whole? Or the, the whole Panthers? thing, anything that stands out. The whole thing. Out. Well, it, it really was a unique free agency. A lot of short-term deals. Yeah, a lot of short-term deals because a lot of guys are betting on themselves with a the cap, knock on wood, hopefully getting a nice little bump here after this season. A lot of guys are saying, hey, I'll take this one-year deal. You look at Tyler Bertuzzi in uh, Toronto. He says, you know, hey, I'll go here for, you know, what is it, four or five million, I think? It was like five million. Um, Max Domi. I'll go, yeah, I'll go play with Austin Matthews for a year. I'll put up great numbers. Then I'll look for my six, seven, eight-year deal after this year when the cap's up and teams have money to spend. Maybe they'll want to spend it on me so a lot of guys betting on themselves but at the same time um or pierre engvall took some security <laughs> was, it, was it seven, seven years? years at three a year the the the, the yarn crock deal yep that, that i want i want more of those that'd be great G- give me loose on one of those deals any day of the week i'd take that i have a but, feeling if you and i were ever in such a position oh we'd take that deal. we'd take that yes deal. <laughs> we, we're, we're simple men we just want some security yeah, but, you know, for the Panthers, you know, I really like what they did. Obviously, it's the same thing that Bill Zito has done every year since he's been here, which is, you know, they find these guys without, you know, mortgaging the future on a free agent where they think this guy's going to come save us. They say, no, you know, look at all these good things we're doing for all these guys. Come in on a one-year deal. Find your game. You're going to be put in a good spot, even if the opportunity, and Bill Zito said this, like, every guy gets an opportunity when they come here. It might only last a week, if they and if they don't take advantage, it's gone. It might last the whole season, but at some point, they're going to get an opportunity to prove themselves, and Florida's now becoming that place around the league with a great reputation, uh, so that's good to see. So we'll get into all the guys they signed here uh, in a minute, but, you know, overall, the, the Panthers, you know, still cap-crunched, still not total freedom to go out and do the crazy things they want to do. And let's not forget, they're not cap crunched necessarily so much by this season, but look at ahead to next year. You look at the guys they got to get new contracts to. Gus Forsling, Brandon Montour, 
Anton Lundell at Tula Sternin. Those guys are all guys you want to bring back. They're guys that all guys that are going to get raises. Will you be able to bring all of them back? I don't know. We'll find out. But you always got to look ahead. So you got to build the best team you can for now without saying we're putting all our eggs in this season with a bunch of guys and we're all going to lose these other guys tomorrow. So um, good, tidy business by the Panthers and Bill Zito, as always. Um, really excited to see a lot of these guys come play. And like I said, we'll get into some individuals here in a moment. But you know, overall, a lot of press releases. Panthers did a lot of work. They didn't maybe have the biggest splash. And come to think of it, what was the biggest splash? For the Panthers? The Not for the Panthers, just for the, the, the biggest splash. Because this was a very thin free agency class. The biggest splash overall, uh, maybe uh, Orlov? Maybe was a two-year maybe deal? Maybe the fact that Ottawa gave Corpusalo term. Yeah. Maybe the, if Carolina does get something done with Tarasenko and it sounds like that could be getting close, but I don't believe anything's been confirmed. Maybe that there have been a handful of those. This, kind this of, wasn't set up to be a splashy but free this agency. Also, the biggest name in free agency this year is Patrick Kane, and he's got a an injury that a lot of people yep. are going to be waiting and seeing on. So there wasn't there wasn't the superstar going to market. Uh, some of the biggest news could have been either trades around it or buyouts. Yep. Like Blake Wheeler is no longer Winnipeg now with the Rangers, stuff like that. There were a lot, um, of, a lot of moves like that that were made. I'd say it's so much splashy as there was a lot of guys where you're going to be watching in November, December next year. You're going to be like, oh, I don't know he was there now. A, a lot more of those moves, I feel like. So uh, for the Panthers in that market, in this kind of environment that this free agency class was, I think did a great job. Like I said, didn't hamstring themselves at all. Took a flyer on a lot of guys that could all pan out. And, you know, like we've seen with the Panthers, they're they're... Their percentages and guys panning out are very high under Bill Zito. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you want to start going on a couple individuals here? We can here? go down the list, and I'm going to go first. Do you want me to just rattle off the list first, then we can kind of go back and digest it, or do you just want to go in one by one here, James? Let's pick and choose a couple. Okay, if we're talking, if we're talking the biggest, the headline move, this is one that did get headlines across the hockey world, and it was the first move the Panthers made on July 1st, and it was signing Oliver ekman Larson to that one-year, $2.25 million change-of-scenery type of deal. He was bought out in Vancouver, but he's had some big seasons, and he's played a lot of minutes, and he's put up a lot of points, and was, at times, the most noticeable guy on an Arizona team back when he was there that for a lot of that time didn't have a whole lot else uh, on the lineup. So he was able to really show. I got his whole career. That's he, He's had a lot of that. Now, that being said, I guess if we're looking at this first, where it fits the Panthers needs, he's a, a left shot defenseman, a veteran guy. Bill Zito said he came in here saying all the right things. He wants to come in here and win. And he knows that this is a good situation to be walking into. And also, if you're Oliver Ekman Larson coming in on a one year deal where the status going into the season and Jameson, we don't have timetables, but the status going into the season for Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour is a little bit up in the air and we'll TBD. know we'll know more as training camp gets closer and things like that but with and I will say though that did define kind of what the Panthers did they right now they signed enough guys that they're going to have six NHL caliber defensemen yeah. to start the One season way or another. knowing that two other very 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 good defensemen at some point are going to come back so you're going to have six guys there with two of them knowing hey this spot's not secure Competition will be good. And in the beginning, especially if there's no Montour and or Ekblad, then Oliver Ekman Larson is more than capable of handling 
quarterbacking duties on one of those power play yep. units. So you have that, and you have a guy who, if he comes and in... And he's never has, been on a power play with weapons like he's going to have here. Exactly. And if he has to come in and play 22 to 24 minutes a night out of the gate, it's nothing he hasn't done before. He's certainly capable of doing that, and he's hungry coming in. He's on a one-year deal. I think it was a great deal for both parties, if we're being totally honest here, Jamison. Uh, coming from where Oliver ekman Larson's coming from, uh, having been bought out there in Vancouver, but has a, a really good track record of individual success over the course of his career and a chance for him to really, really come in and accomplish something. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we haven't talked to him yet. We'll talk to him here at some point. But if I had to kind of guess what I'm getting OEL's head here a little bit, I think he's just over it at this point. I think, you know, you spend all your career there in Phoenix slash Arizona. You make the playoffs once. You go to Vancouver. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you go to Vancouver for two seasons. Even last year, I mean, you injured at Worlds, starts the season with that injury, then ends the season in February with another injury. That did not look like a fun place to play last year. The media was killing him. None of the guys seemed to be having fun. He, you just look at his career. I mean, he's made the playoffs twice in Talk his career. Talk about being under a media He's 31. He's Toronto. made the playoffs tw- twice. Ben he hasn't Cooper. been in, in good situations. I think at this point, he just wants a good situation. And you look what the Panthers did last year, and you look at how much fun the guys are having. I'm sure all the guys around the league talk, so I'm sure that the internal buzz around the league is great about the Panthers. This is a great place to be. He just wants to go somewhere where you can be and you can have fun. I'm sure this hasn't been that fun here recently, coming to the rink every day for him. So now you look at him, he's going to be healthy. I asked Bill Zito, he said he's good to go after ending last season LTIR. He's 31 years old, so still pretty young, but over 900 games of NHL experience, played a ton. Um, and he's going to have that great opportunity right out of the gate. You know, if uh, Ekblad Amantor can't go for game one, he's going to have a great shot, like you said, potentially quarterbacking PP1. Uh, we don't know that yet, but it seems like a fit. But I just think... He really wants to prove something after these last couple of years. And even then, like he's still been putting up points. He's been putting up points even when even during these down years. But I think, you know, two way game, he really wants to prove something this season with the Panthers and kind of, you know, remind people why he was highly touted as he was for all these years, especially those early, really prime years in Arizona. So you're not going to get the best. You're not going to get the best prime OEL probably, but you're going to get a very, very, very good player for $2.5 million. He's coming here with a chip on his shoulder, a lot of experience. And like he told Bill Zito, Bill Zito said he was on the phone saying, Florida's great. Look at our team. Lost or lost. He's like, Bill, just tell me about the hockey. I want to win. Love that. Love to hear that. And like you said, for a guy like OEL, I'm sure he had a lot of options, especially at $2.5 million. A lot of teams could have made room for that. He wanted to come to the Panthers. And he is going to have uh, every opportunity here. And that's the thing. 31 years old, and as you said, you know, he's not uh, 26, 27 at this point, but still capable of a lot. And if he comes in here and has a big year, he's got to know he could lock himself up a, a deal with term down the road mm-hmm. if he puts up a, a big season here. But we're only worried about the here and now. And it was a good move for the uh, Panthers and Bill Zito to bring in Oliver ekman Larson. We'll stay on the back end. This is one that I'm really excited about. And Bill Zito said it's a guy that he hopes to have as a part of the core moving forward. But Nico Mikola on a three-year deal had been with the Rangers, was with the St. Louis Blues more substantially prior to going to the Rangers. He was, uh, you know, the Tarasenko trade. Uh, it was the Tarasenko yep. trade. He was the other uh, the other player that went uh, with Tarasenko to the uh, New York Rangers in that deal. But he's a big guy. He plays a sound defensive game, folks. He's whereas Oliver Ekman Larson might be the defenseman that you notice his name more on the box score. Nico Mikola might be the guy that makes a lot of his plays in ways that don't show up on the box score, but we've seen guys like that have great success. And for example, I don't know where things are going to slot, but 
you know, for example, maybe a candidate to slot in on that pair with Brandon Montour. We'll That's what I was thinking too. You know, a younger, more mobile Mark Stahl. Uh, so it's an upgrade there in that position. But once again, Mark Stahl gave this team a lot last year. We'll talk about all those guys at the end, but he yeah. gave them 82 games, blocked a ton of shots, did a great job there with Brandon Montour. Also, you know, a key piece in Brandon Montour breaking out was him being an anchor back there. But that's kind of where I see him too. We'll see. We're not Paul Maurice, but you look at what he does, you know, like you said, not a ton of points, but, you know, really big, you know, he, how, how tall is he? He's what, 6'4", 6'4", 209, big guy, long reach, um, going to break up a lot of plays, got a good gap, got to block a lot of shots. Um, yeah, the Panthers need another guy like that. Uh, and they can't all be high-flying offensive defensemen. Some, you need some guys like Mikulon. I think he's going to do a great job here. Like you said, three-year deal for him. So that's one of the uh, the few guys here that got term here during this free agency class. So it means they believe in him. They, they see something there. And of course, Doug, we're the Florida Panthers. If you're Finnish and you're a good hockey player, we're going to find a home for you. 6'4", 209, and uh, again, 170 games in the league, and you know what they always say. And 20-plus playoff games, so he's got some experience there, Right, 23 playoff games. They always say, though, as a defenseman, 300 games is kind of that sweet spot. You don't really find out what a guy's all about until he hits that threshold. So maybe even some more room to grow for uh, for Nico Mikola, who was originally a St. Louis Blues draft pick in 2015. We'll have to find out if he was inside the building back in 2015 at the draft, or if if he was uh, was not here. We'll have to we'll have to find that out. Always good to always fun to find that out from the uh, the 2015. That's me, our, our icebreaker. We get him on the phone. Like I know you're happy to be here, but 2015, take us back. Were you there? Were you here? It, or he could have. Did been... you go to the Pollo Tropical at Sawgrass or Bahama Breeze? Maybe. The Pollo Tropical is adjacent to Sawgrass Mills. It's not at Sawgrass. I count that whole round Sawgrass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Continuing on the free agency here, the Panthers were busy. Other uh, defensemen, uh, we'll just we'll just go down the list here, Jameson. We've already named a couple of the defensemen. Uh, Dmitry Kulikov, old friend, coming back. Uh, I believe his last season as a Panther was 15-16. He was a part, yep. of, he was a part of a team that you hold near and dear, the 11-12 Southeast Division yep. champion. Love that team. Um, but yeah, I mean, first round pick, 14th overall, 2009, Cooley. I mean, a lot of fans still got their Kulikov jerseys, so that's going to be great to see them kind of return Actually, you know what? to the bowl. Folks, tweet us at Doug Blagans, at jersey. Jameson Coop. Tweet us your Kulikov jersey. If you've dusted it off, if you pulled it out of the basement, if you pulled it out of the back of the closet, show us your Dmitry Kulikov Panthers jersey and, uh, <laughs> and, and let us know if that's going to be on uh, when you when you come out to a game early in the season. So, but a couple of things about Cooley. I mean, he's been gone, what, seven or eight seasons at this point? So he's a different man. He's a new player. He's seen, been on a couple teams, seen a lot, done a lot. We're not going to get the same Cooley we had before. It's, we're going to have an older, wiser kind of veteran in Cooley here. And I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, been he's been in got, Buffalo, Winnipeg, yeah. Minnesota, almost Anaheim, 900 games, Pittsburgh, yeah. 32 years old. So this is that early veteran kind of stage, Cooley. And he obviously, I mean, he lives in Boca. He likes it down here. He wants to be here. Great to have him back. But when I look at Cooley, two things really stick out. One, like you said, he played for Winnipeg. He played for Paul Maurice. You have to think Paul Maurice was asked about this move. And if Paul Maurice said, yep, love him, bring Cooley in, makes you feel good about that. You already kind of got the Paul Maurice seal of approval there. But two... He's a lefty, I know, and that's the crazy thing. I mean, you look at last year's defense, and we were very, very committed to lefty-righty every pairing. Mm -hmm. This year going into the season, I don't think we have a single, at least mock-up on paper, top eight or so defensemen. They're all lefty with with Ek and Montour out to start potentially TBD. So Cooley, though, being a lefty, he can't play the right. And I for all we know, maybe he's top pairing because he can do that on opening night. But regardless, I like his two-way play. I like what he does. 
He likes being here. He liked the fans. Fans love him. So uh, I always enjoy a little bit of nostalgia on free agency day, and we got it there. I'm happy about that. But uh, I, I don't think he's just here to play the nostalgia card. No, this I'm saying guy. for us, though. Yes, for us. exactly. We love being able to hearken back. But uh, we saw it, whether he was with Pittsburgh this year, even on an Anaheim team that otherwise didn't have a whole lot uh, and certainly had a hard time scoring goals. He's he's he looked good with those. He played with Cam Fowler, so he's yeah, used he to playing good with good there. players, big minutes, big matchups. I think he'll be counted on a lot early. He looked good there, and I think that's a, another good, savvy signing from Bill Zito. And Mike Riley, also a left-shot defenseman, 29 years old, uh, comes in an NHL veteran, 339 games played in the league. Only played 10 games for Boston last year, I believe started the season with an injury, but spent parts of uh, three seasons with the Boston And they were loaded back on, of course. And yes, they uh, it was crowded there. But I guess what it all goes back to here, you can never have too many NHL-ready defenseman and we say it all the time i know that only six guys can play on opening night and i know that there's going to be competition for the jobs but over the course of 82 games plus playoffs you are going to need to go further than six deep on your blue line and the panthers are going to have the ability and right out of the gate they could be challenged depth depth wise uh, like i said they're gonna have look. they're gonna have a lot of guys that think they should be playing in the nhl and then once we get those other guys back two of them are getting bumped but things, and, all, and but things that always being said, though, out. You always need everybody. But that being said, though, by the time those two guys come back, maybe two other guys are injured. You never know. It's it, it's it, it takes an army, takes everyone. But even as we go through these guys, and Mike, Mike like I said, I, I like his two-way. I like the mobility. I think he's another guy that can really find a home here and break out on that one-year deal. We'll see. Uh, we're going to talk to him, I believe, tomorrow. We'll get that on the next episode here of Territory Talk, our interview with him. But... Um, we're, not, we're even forgetting the young guys, the prospects. I mean, John Ludwig, I think, has great potential potential for someday. Santo Keenan, he's got a right shot. That <laughs> comes at a premium these days. You know, he had a great you know rookie season in the AHL last year. Do you think his contract has a Santu clause? In we it? always we always hope. Yeah. We always hope it's him and Tim Allen. Um, Matt Kirstead, he's on a one way this year. Let's not forget that deal he signed. First year two way, second year one way. Uh, he's shown flashes up here since he's been here. So the Panthers have a lot of defensemen to work with come training camp time. And I can't wait to see kind of what happens with that group. You always need them. Uh, there's a reason everybody in the league fights over defensemen and pays a premium for defensemen. So the best thing you can do is go out on free agency day and get, uh, in in a sense, more than you're going to need. Yep. Because eventually you will need everybody. So that runs through. We, we didn't intend, I guess, to start on the back end, but we did. Uh, we only have one uh, goalie to talk about. So why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about the goaltender, the Panthers sign? Anthony Stolarz, he's a big guy. A six foot six inch goaltender who's seen some time in the National Hockey League with uh, with a few different teams, but over the course of his career in a largely backup role, a guy who's been a, a call up guy over the course of his career, he's uh, he's had some good numbers. He's played eighty one games in the league. And he's got a 9-12 save percentage. Yep. He's 29 years old. You know what and you're going to get with, out of him. And that's with the numbers taking a hit last year in Anaheim behind a defense and a team that just was not kind to any goaltender, including John Gibson. Philadelphia, Edmonton, Anaheim, those are the three uh, teams he's played for previously. He's played extensively in the American Hockey League as well and posted some good numbers. But And his first, not this past season, but the year before in Anaheim, he had like, what, like a 9-17 his 21-22 season, he played 28 games, which was a career high, and he played his best hockey at a 9-17, 12-8-3 record. Yeah, so size. On a team that wasn't yeah. exactly a great team. Size has had success in the NHL, and you know what? Panthers goaltending excellence department, Roberto Luongo, they're involved in all these talks with the goalies. If they give a guy the seal of approval, why not? I like it. And another reason, I mean, this is a one-way deal. They're going to need him. 
as we saw this past season, mm-hmm. you need at least three goaltenders. Um, but, you know, Bill Zito said Spencer Knight's going to be back, you know, in the fall. But then he, you know, clarified later on that that doesn't mean necessarily back with the Panthers right away. And he doesn't need to clear waivers if yep. he were to go to the American League. He's been gone a long time. He probably might need some seasoning in the AHL. And if he does, Stolaros is a guy that can give you some games. And being 29, similar to what we saw out of Alex Lyon, being 29 He's a pro. He knows how to handle it. Yeah. If Sergei Bobrovsky's on a run and there aren't any back-to-backs and Sergei Bobrovsky's rolling. He can and sit Anthony for two months Stolar, and not care. Yeah, and Anthony Stolarz is sitting on the bench for, for three, four straight weeks. You don't have to worry about his ability to keep himself fresh. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what he's got to do. He's a veteran at this point and, uh, and a guy who figures to come in and help out the Panthers. And again, numbers like that show that he's capable of – carrying the mail if he if he needed to yep. and he's a big guy so you think there's durability there as well and uh, again 29 years old a veteran guy so that's the uh, the goaltender the Panthers went out and got on free agency day now looking at some of the forwards the uh, the biggest name I guess uh, and the biggest contract if we're talking uh, if we're talking term the biggest contract that was handed out and in money too the biggest contract that the Panthers handed out in the free agency wave was Evan Rodriguez on yep. a four-year deal, three million a year, a twelve-year four million or a twelve-million dollar deal over the four years. Twenty-nine years old, another veteran, responsible guy, two-way player, another in a list of former Buffalo Sabers that uh, that are going to be on this <laughs> roster. But Finns and former Buffalo Sabers, Evan Rodriguez coming in, and, and something that I know we're you know at some point I'm sure we'll we'll talk to him about, but. His breakout, if you will, kind of came a couple of years ago in Pittsburgh when he played uh, a good chunk of that season with Sidney Crosby. So he's been able to play with elite players mm-hmm. if he has to slot up and down the lineup. He's played this is and this is another big thing. He's played for Mike Sullivan. Uh, he played for Jared Bednar in Colorado last year. He's played for good coaches good that works, are good playoff coaches, coaches good that run a structure. Playoff he knows, experience. Yes, he knows how to handle different roles, and he knows he knows that uh, you know when when he's asked to do certain things to help the team win, he knows the value in that. So I think it was a it was a good signing and a guy that especially with the with the overall cap set to we hope go up down the road here a deal that could be a really friendly one for the Panthers moving forward. Yeah, to me, this was the biggest home run of free agency for the Panthers. Um, like you said, three mil a year. Already right now, that's great for him. But if that cap goes up over the next couple of years, that deal's going to be a sweetheart deal. That's That could be what you're paying fourth liners a couple of years from now. And this is a guy that could potentially be on Florida's top line. We don't know. That's the crazy about Florida. You can really put a guy anywhere and they're going to produce. But potentially, maybe there's an opening there on the top line with Barkov. We'll see. Um, But yeah, like you said, last season, 16 goals, 23 assists, 39 points in 69 games with the Avalanche. Season before that, his real breakout, 82 games. Love that. Love the durability. 19 goals, 24 assists, 43 points. And that wasn't always being a top six guy. That wasn't always getting the opportunities. But he produces speed. Speed for days, versatility for days. He can play play all three forward positions. And power play. 13 goals over the last two seasons. Last season alone, I think he shot around 24-25% of the power play. So, he's humming there. He's not just firing shots and wherever it goes, it goes. He's got a really accurate one-timer from that left circle. He's a right shot. Um, but we don't know. We don't know if that's gonna, they're going to have that on PP1. We'll find out when season comes. Because, obviously, you look at how PP1 operated this year. Kind of the main option was looking for Sam Reinhardt in the slot. If not, you had Chucky right around the net. Maybe look for a rebound or a tip for Montour. Maybe they become that team where option one becomes an Evan Rodriguez one-timer. We don't know. If not, maybe that's the number one option on PP2. But regardless, 
just by hearing all these things I'm saying, they got a guy for pretty cheap that is going to do a lot of things, be very involved, and be very important. This guy's going to be an important player for the Panthers. And say you go to the next season, maybe you have Verhage, Barkov, Rodriguez on the top line. I like that line. I'd like that. He could play anywhere, and I think he'd flourish there. I think we're going to you know, see his best season this upcoming season. Um, and he's a guy, like I said, I think the Panthers really – you know, they found their identity this year, of course, under Paul, but the deeper they went in the playoffs, they found out how they wanted to play, what they needed to do. And he's a player that fits that, you know, it's fast for checking physical, and he's going to help them on the power play. I, I just really like the signing Doug. four year deal. Uh, so there's some safety and some security there. If you go out and that's to great Panther for him Landing, too. get your, get your Evan Rodriguez. He's had four straight, four straight. I think, I think it was four straight one year deals. So for him as well, he's got two kids at home and a wife. They're happy to be here for four years as well. And, uh, yeah, so a good addition there for the Panthers. Uh, Kevin Stenland, one year at a million bucks, a big centerman. The size is the first thing that you notice, and Bill Zito's familiarity with him. He was talking him up. Yeah. He was really excited about this. Bill Zito's familiarity with him going back to the the Blue Jackets days. But uh, Kevin Stenland, somebody that you figure could also slot up and down the lineup. He can skate and he's a Taking big guy. Taking the Eric role, it seems like. Yeah, from, he, he, from can, on opening night. he can skate and he's big. And I think those two things are, uh, well, they always say you can't teach him. You can't teach size. You can't teach uh, You can't teach speed. And, well, Kevin Stenland comes in with the opportunity to solidify a role here. He was, a, again, a 2015 draft pick. He was a second rounder. He probably was. He probably was in the That's all we're going to talk about. He's been guys. to Sunrise before. Yep. That's what that's what we're saying. He's been to Sun. He could have gone but to the, Sawgrass But the Mills. Flanagans next to us wasn't there then. So this you is a whole new world. Huh, there's a Flanagans here now. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's how he opens his that's media it. availability? That's in the recruitment deck we send free agents. <laughs> Arena adjacent Flanagans. There's a Flanagan. But, but what happened to that Moe's? <laughs> I thought the Moe's was there. It's okay. There's a Chipotle down the street now. It's not the same. <laughs> no, he's a big guy. He needs to eat. He, he definitely needs to eat. This is, this is important things. The uh, he, he played substantially with the Blue Jackets, uh, 125 games in the league, but uh, darn near half of that with Winnipeg just last season, uh, 20 uh, or nine points over the 54 games. He's played seven playoff games in his career, but another one of those guys, and it gets to be a theme. Another one of those guys who spent a lot of time in Cleveland uh, as well. Parts of four seasons in Cleveland, just like me, four seasons in Cleveland. But uh, Kevin Stenlin, uh, again, f- figures to fit in a multitude of roles. And uh, and I'm sure Paul Maurice is going to be able to do wonders with a guy like uh, a guy like that with the size and, and the speed ability that uh, that he has. So great to see Kevin Stenlin get in here. And that's been the big thing with this Panthers team with a lot of the signings we've seen over the years and a theme that we've mentioned, opportunity. Kevin Stenlin has not played more than 54 NHL games in a season. He's spent a fair amount of time in the American Hockey League, but coming in here, you figure he's going to have the opportunity to, out of camp, win an opening night job and potentially hold on to that opening night job. Uh, it's a one-year contract uh, at uh, and a one-year, one-way contract. So one that certainly could be a good opportunity for Kevin Stenland. Oh, for sure. Like you said, size, experience, like I said, Bill Zito really kind of lit up talking about Kevin Stenland. Yep. So I think it's it could be another one of those things where we think he's something, but they know he's something else, and he's going to turn some heads once he gets here. So uh, excited to see what he does. Like you said, can't teach size. Uh, a great replacement there for Eric Stahl there on the fourth line. Maybe. Like I said, we're, we're just projecting things here. We don't know where any of these guys are going to be. But on paper, that's kind of where I see it. Um, but yeah, great addition by the Cats. And once again, 
Not not committed to anything long term. One year deal. A couple of returners. Grigory Denisenko gets two years. One way deal. One way deal. So talk about opportunity. That's that's big the, opportunity. That's for the him. opportunity there for him. Yep. Uh, you know, f- former first round pick, been in the org a couple of years now. Really tough break. You know, first you lose the COVID season, then bad injuries. I think yeah, that one that knee injury was like his kneecap broke or something. It was really tough. So he's battled through a lot. You know, had a good season in the AHL last past year. Got called up, played in that game in the Stanley Cup final. You know that's going to stick with him. And a guy that I loved at, back in his junior days and his World Junior days in particular, he was great at those tournaments. Um, and Paul Maurice but now always he's got, had great things yeah, to say about. And him. now he's got the two years here. This is your two years to find out if you're an NHL player or not. And I think I, I'm excited. I still love the tool set he has. The opportunities there. Paul Maurice, every time he was up, liked the way that that he played. And a lot of times he was playing down in the lineup. And for a skill guy to be able to show something down in the lineup, that means you're doing something right. Because there are a lot of skill guys that have to play with other skill guys to be able to show their stuff. But when you have the skill that Grigory Denisenko has and you can show that off playing down in the lineup, that means you're doing something and, right. And one so. thing I'll say too is like Denny never, and we don't know, we're not behind the scenes, but as far as we can tell, Denny never really got overly frustrated all these guys especially, well, he always has a smile on his but face. all these guys coming from russia they always have that kind of in their back pocket they can go at any time they can go play over back in the khl live a good li- and, and live a, a good deal. life yeah get, a, get get paid live a good life over there but you know to stick it out here to battle your way up to now get this opportunity really impressive from gregory denisenko and like i said I, i'm excited to see what he does so gregory denisenko a two-year deal for him and lucas carlson back in the mix after, After just an awesome season in the AHL. A great season. Second in, the in scoring AHL. among defensemen in the AHL last year. Uh, really lit it up. Was with the Panthers, uh, with their black aces, you know, on the plane, traveling throughout all that stuff. The President's the Trophy playoffs. season played about half of the year yep. with the Panthers. Uh, it, what game was that where he had that great sitting sitting in the blue paint, whacking the puck away with his stick? It was the game before we went to Minnesota. Because I remember I talked to him in Minnesota about that. But I don't remember who he played before. But great play. Great highlight. But yeah, I love Lucas Carlson. He's another one of those guys. He's been on Territory Talk before. He has, but no, there you go. Throw him in the pile. So that's, we're up to what? 10, 10, 11, 12 defensemen here that maybe could be playing on opening night for the Florida Panthers. Um, but yeah, a guy, you know, a great opportunity for him. Definitely earned it uh, with the season he had last year in the AHL. So uh, we'll see. But of course, if you can do that in the AHL, you know, People are going to be watching you in the NHL, see what you can do. And uh, late breaking, Rasmus Asplund on a two-way deal uh, shortly before we hit record here on Territory Talk. So this is a a late add-in, but uh, he's seen time with the Sabres, drafted in this building. Yep. Right? Uh, Second round, uh, Buffalo back. Or no, it would have been 2016. He was the draft in Buffalo. We went over that already. The The Sabres were busy that day. So were the Panthers. But uh, Rasmus Asplund on a one-year, two-way contract, left shot forward. So a two-way deal Do you think like when Patrick Hornquist left this summer, he just left behind like a list of Swedes? Because we really got a lot of Swedes signed, I just realized. Yeah, Rasmus Asplund, Lucas Carlson coming back, Stenland, Ekman Larson. It's a lot of Swedes. There are. Handpicked by Patrick Hornquist. Maybe. Sweden's, Unofficial. Sweden's close to Finland. Unofficial, yes. <laughs> Geographically. He's like, Bill, I know you love Finland, but just look across the water. We got some good guys over here, too. <laughs> so the uh, Panthers busy, but I think with what they had to spend, with what they needed to address, yep. which wasn't a whole lot. They, they didn't go into this. There are some teams that go into free agency needing the big fish. Yep. We need this guy. We got big fish. Carolina, good team, really good team, cup contending team, but 
they went out there for free agency saying, we got to do something about scoring goals. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to score more goals. They needed, they went out with a shopping list that probably had Vladimir Tarasenko's name at the top. And we still don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if that's going to happen. At the time of this recording, we keep hearing that it's close. But we have until you see that. I think I was just ready to just change his agent, too. So something's getting messy there until you see that uh, finalized. You, you can't you can't say that it's happened. And, and obviously, Max Pacioretty is, is trying elsewhere. So for the Carolina Hurricanes, you talk about that's another one of those deals with, with the Capitals for Pacioretty. If he's healthy and that works out, that's a great signing. You never it know. is for one year. It's a it's a great signing. There are a lot of guys that if they have big seasons this year, stand the opportunity to go out and hit a home run next summer depending on what that cap moves to in the event that it moves. So uh, we don't know anything more than any of you do, folks, but uh, that's just the, the the speculation that seems to be out there. This year, the overall cap only bumped up a million bucks. And that just covers our salaries. Team can't even use that. That's just us. That's uh, That covers the equipment. <laughs> Territory talk. The studio. <laughs> but, I mean, and one guy we didn't get to is um, coming out of San Jose in the trade, the Anthony Duclair trade. Uh, Stephen Lawrence, um, another guy, add him to the list. You know, he's a guy that can definitely play in the Panthers' bottom six. I, training camp's going to be crazy. We got a lot of guys. A lot of guys at training camp for a lot of positions. And not only that, but if we follow the same game plan we've been following every year, you got to think Bill Zito's also going to make a waiver claim that turns out to be a great waiver claim. And, and for what it's worth, and maybe this is something, this could be something worth asking Paul Maurice about down the road, perhaps, or maybe at a later date, something we ask Bill Zito about. We mentioned it with Evan Rodriguez. He's he's played for Mike Sullivan. He's played for Jared Bednar. These are guys that have now had track records of of success and getting the the most out of a lot of guys. And in in the case of Stephen Lawrence, he's played for Rod Brendamore. Does it help when you've been when you've played with a played for a coach like that who's now got the reputation of really getting a lot out of uh, out of his guys being able to step right into a lineup, a lineup that's ready to compete for big things, and and get the most out of it. And he's I also one of those guys that's getting that the, can't hurt. The getting the little bump too of going from you know not great rebuilding team to team that was just in the Stanley Cup final. You got to imagine that lights a fire as well. Yeah, it's something that can certainly be uh, rejuvenating. So uh, again, lots to cover there. We cover a lot of different uh, players. We there. covered all the, the additions. And yeah, Panthers additions. Before we're done today, we got to do the subtractions as well. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And, and Jameson, on that note, uh, big thanks. Mark Stahl, um, signed with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, congratulations to him on the new deal. Radko Gudis signing with the Anaheim Ducks. Got paid. Congrats, uh, and, and Got paid. Congratulations to him. Um, you know, going down the list, uh, other, who, who am I forgetting? Al- Alex Lyon with yep. the Detroit Red Wings. Really happy uh, for Alex Two-year Lyon. deal for him. Um, you look at Alex Lyon. Uh, Eric Alex Stoll. Lyon and James Reimer yeah. are with the Detroit Red Wings now. <laughs> Panthers ties Behind everywhere. Billy Huso. So we'll um, see how that shakes out. Eric Stoll hasn't signed anywhere yet. Don't know what his future holds, but just based on caps, doesn't look like he's coming back. The Panthers, I think, only have like 300K to spend here. So, and like you said, they already got a lot of bodies. So we'll see. But uh, Colin White wasn't qualified. Giovanni Smith uh, as well. Giovanni so, Smith to the San Jose Sharks. Yep. Good opportunity for him. Along with Anthony yep. Duclair in that trade. So um, all great guys. This was an incredible room this year just to work with. And when I say great guys, I mean just great guys to work with to us. They were always nice, so generous with their time. Great making small talk. But out of all those guys, two in particular really stand out, and that's, of course, Anthony Duclair and Racco Gudis because we have those guys for multiple seasons. 
you and I actually got to, you know, really get to know those guys pretty well. Um, and just first for Duke, you know, Duke did a lot in this community. I've been to a lot of community events with him, um, started his foundation here. Um, he was, I mean, he just did his foundation clinic at the Ice Den right before the move went down. So uh, he'll be a fan favorite here for a long time. The the Duke chance will be going, you know, 30 goal season here with the Panthers uh, the season before this past season. Um, and just a guy so nice. And another one of those guys that came here looking for a fresh start. Got it. And now you got to imagine his, his career looks so different now than it did when he got here. What he did here tacked years yes onto his nhl career most likely and the, the talent was always there but it was always it was always kind of looking for a home looking for the fit because he was with for one reason or another a handful of different organizations mm-hmm. before he came to the panthers but he had that 30 goal season and it kind of put him back on the map yeah. but you but you see now like we said when we were talking about Evan rodriguez you kind of see in the bigger picture how that move makes sense for the panthers as much as we love duke rodriguez the term that's the thing duke's gonna be a free agent after this season and if he has the season we think he can have when he's healthy out there he's gonna get if he scores 30 again with a cap going up he'll be due for a nice raise whereas now you got rodriguez on a great contract gonna do a lot of the similar same things speed can score goals power play so we get the move for the panthers but that being said it's always tough to see guys go um and then radko gudis i i can't say enough good things about Radko Gudis. And the funny thing is, is people always say, you know, he's, you hate to play against him. You love him to have him on, on your team. But that doesn't just mean for, you know, the players in the room. Like, he was so good to the fans here. Fans loved him. So good to us. Like, the amount of just small talk chats I have with Radko Gudis um, were just great over the years. So generous, always with his time. Always smiling. When Did you ever, that's the funny thing. Radko Gudis is an absolute menace on the ice. I never saw him angry once off the ice. Always smiling. Yeah, he was always, I think the biggest thing with him, he was always in a good mood, but the biggest thing, the the groundwork he laid from the time he got here to the culture that exists with this team now. And so much of that has... Bill says, first and foremost, it's Patrick Hornquist, but then like the generals right under him. Yep. Radko Gudis is right there. Yeah, Radko Gudis fingerprints are on everything. The the culture that's been developed here, and his fingerprints are going to be on uh, lo- probably long after he's done playing. Things that he did here will continue to uh, continue to his his contributions will continue to be felt. Yeah, because of what he just, did during the timing. Yeah, you know, and, and props to Anaheim. You know, they're kind of in a position a little bit similar to when Radko got here. A team that's looking to learn how to win and looking to learn how to do all the right things. And he's going to go over there and teach him a lot of those things. So, um, but uh, again, like Duke, you know, a guy that came here as one thing and he's leaving as something completely different. I think the league now looks at Radko Goodis, like we said, not just as a heavy hitter, not just as a tough guy, not just as a culture guy, but his underlying numbers, his shutdown numbers, what he was able to do here in that bottom pairing, um, really strong. And Paul Maurice always had to remind people when they were like, oh, Radko Gouda's big hits. He's like, yes, yes, yes. But an incredible hockey player, too. And I think to see what he did on the, on the game winner, game five in Toronto, plowing, just shooting up the ice straight down the slot, clears all the space. Nick Cousins scores the game winner like that highlight. I'm going to remember forever just in person and seeing it. Um, but just how he's seen is definitely really, I think, grown over here during his time with the Panthers. And that's another reason why. And it's kind of the the double-edged sword of the Panthers being so good at what they're good at is they take a guy who's one thing, he comes in, you fall in love with him, but because of his time here, he leaves so much better than he arrived, and then you can't afford him because he's going to get paid. And like I said, we're so, even Bill said, you know, you're so, you're sad, but you're so happy when a guy gets rewarded and gets that contract. I mean, four million a year for Goods is just so great. I think he was 
2.5 during his three years here yeah, a year. I think so. Something around that. So that's a really nice raise for him. He's got a big family. We love his family as well. So, um, yeah, I, it's tough to lose guys like that. But I think, once again, all the guys that signed here on one-year deals, they then see that and say, I want to be Radko Gudis. I want to come here. I want to have what he had here. And then, you know, get a raise and, you know, find that next stage of my career. So. Yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword, as you said, because in the leagues that have caps, mm. the teams that are good at getting the most out of players or evolving a player's game, tapping into certain potential, oftentimes end up developing guys that the league's farm system for, for yeah. someplace else yeah. because there's a cap and you can't pay everybody and you can't keep everybody. Uh, but Radko Gudis, congratulations to him on a new deal. And I'm sure that, you know, if we have some kind of uh, anniversary night 10 years from now having to do with the uh, with the Eastern Conference Championship team of 2023 and Radko Gudis shows up to drop the puck some night, oh, yeah. there will be a standing ovation for Radko Gudis that night. And I, that's what that's what we've, you and I were talking about a, a while ago is it obviously tough not to finish it off and go the whole way but now this is another team where i'm sure we're going to wheel out a lot over the years it's just you know the 2023 panthers um just like we've done with the 96 teams over the years so i'm excited to never really lose touch with a lot of these guys even though they leave good uh again good good uh deal for rad kogutis there tough to see him go and uh, big thanks to all those guys who were outstanding during their time with the panthers outstanding to deal with great in the community great with the fans i'm sure all of you out there would uh, would agree, but uh, a lot to, a lot of substance here on this episode. If you have anything that you'd like to bring to the table, at Doug Plagans at Jamison Coop on Twitter, feel free to chime in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and again, uh, Jamison, before we put this one to bed, lots to get to over the course of the off season. We're going to have development camp uh, upcoming. We'll, so yeah, next we'll have week some sound from that. Next week we'll have an interview. Yeah, we're talking to Mike Riley pretty soon. We're talking to Mike Riley, so we're supposed to do that. So we'll have a regular territory talk next week, mainly focused on the interview. But we'll also probably do a Panthers pipeline with one of the prospects. We got a decamp as well. Like you said, I love decamp. Favorite time of the year. Can get a lot of good stuff. So lots to look forward to here on Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Uh, Thanks for tuning in wherever you tuned in, however you tuned in, whether it was Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, wherever you listen. Thanks very much for being on board with us yet again. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you next time. This has been Territory Talk.